I've told this to all the doctors. Do you guys not keep notes? Do you not share information amongst, you know, coordinating peers? Fucking amateurs. I had been doing some investigating for a natural resource group focused on Northern Europe. I can't be any more specific about that, and it's not important. The important part was a document trail that led away from that and into something that is the catalyst for the condition I'm in now. I saw a name that I had seen on occasion while working for the government. I know how to find the trails. That's what I'm really good at. It took me a couple of days in the rabbit hole from that one document, and then I found it. The satellite video feed. In the papers, it had been coded eruption. I was looking for some natural disaster that had likely been covered up. The video told me why it was named so. The footage wasn't clear, but there was no mistake. It was a weather research facility in the north, or at least it was supposed to be. Everything was white with snow. You could see a few people out in the snow, and I was trying to figure out if they were guards on patrol. Patrolling armed guards at a meteorological laboratory did not make sense to me. At the moment, I'm squinting at the moving images to see if I'm mistaking them, and a huge area of the building, an entire wall in this massive chunk of the roof, explode. No, erupt outward. I thought I had witnessed an explosion from the lab, only there was something there. It was massive. I had no idea it had even been in the building at all. It was five times as tall. A creature. A monster. I don't know how to label it. I don't know what it was or is. But it rampaged. It had two massive legs and arms. It was dark colored, but the footage was black and white, so I, I could tell that its legs ended in points and its arms in a trio of claws. They were huge. It threw a doctor or someone it had already had in its grip. My original suspicions were confirmed, of course, when all the guards outside began to fire at it. They didn't last long. I had zoomed the feet in as best as I could, and I saw that creature tear through anyone brave enough to fight and others who tried to flee. It stopped for a moment, right before the video cuts, and I don't, I don't know how it's even possible. But it turned and looked like it was looking at the satellite itself. Or me. It had no eyes. July the 12th, 2016, Tuesday. Dr. Hall looks at Alicia, his assistant. He's not happy with her. She looks down at her feet. You shouldn't have done that. Why did you do that? He almost screamed, only almost. She says nothing. Dr. Hall looks at a vein in her neck. It's pulsating. He wants to grip it between his fingers and make it pop, make it burst, but he doesn't. You called me a moron in front of the subject. How dare you? This was four days ago, and he still hadn't calmed down. Soon he would do something. She heard him grind his teeth. Then his hand came down on the side of her head. She falls to the ground. Her head is ringing. She hears Dr. Hall scream at her. She feels the first two kicks. Then it all goes away. She welcomes the darkness. She doesn't want to leave it. She wants to stay here forever, away from Dr. Hall. When she wake up, she is in her own room, on her sofa. She knows that one of Dr. Hall's men probably brought her hair, like so many times before. Her head really hurt this time, and her ribs. She sits up with a groan, removes her shirt and watch her side. At least the old cuts didn't open up again. She checked the stitches. They seem okay. 
Dr. Hall likes to cut her on the sides, just between the ribs. He calls her his little pig, my pretty soul, as he sucks blood from the wounds. Then he always stitch her up, but he never let the wounds heal fully. A knock at her door. She quickly put her shirt back on. Who is it? The door opens and Julia comes in. It's just me. What did he do now? Alicia starts to sob and falls back down on the sofa. Julia West, Alicia's twin sister, they are not alike. Julia is tall and thin, like a model. Alicia have always been jealous of her. She was shorter and big-boned. Still beautiful though, but next to Julia she felt plain. They both have the same blonde hair though. Dr. Hall wants you to meet him in the basement and go through the subjects. You have to do it, Alicia. It will soon be over. And then we can leave. Alicia stood up, looked back at Julia. You know, we can never leave. You know that. She walked up to the mirror. Her face wasn't so bad. He always aimed for the side or back of the head. She left her room and Julia and made her way to the cellar. As she left, she heard Julia say, Be careful. Don't make him mad. Vicky and Dan, you look at each other. You are so weak and so cold. The needles with the tubes hurt. They are all over your bodies. You can't even count them. There's no liquid in the tubes. They are hooked up to strange machines. It's hard to focus. You see a screen, a few knobs, controls and a keyboard built into them. The two of you are in the middle. To the left and right of you, there are at least 10 people, all naked, all hooked up. Some have grown thin, like they have been here for weeks. Dr. Hall and Alicia is studying you. Him with a smile that never reaches his eyes. She with a sad look to her face. She seems hurt, hunched, afraid. Alicia walk up to the machine next to Dan, reaches for the controls. No, let them be awake. Dr. Hall looks at the both of you, still smiling. We need to break them. Well, him at least. I'm not sure we need her. You notice for the first time that there are a few guards on the ramp above the room. They have submachine guns, dark clothes. They all look straight ahead. You count six of them. Alicia looks at you, Dan, then quickly away. And she followed Dr. Hall as he walks down the line of tables. The room is clean, not at all old, rusty and dirty as you remember it from before, Dad. It's large, almost a hundred paces long, and there is a lot of empty room at the center. The stair is about thirty paces in front of you. Behind you, there's just a few steps to the wall. There's no windows and only one way out. Dan, as you look to the other side, away from Vicky, you see the man next to you move. He wakes up. His eyes seem to hurt as he opens them. Then he looks at you, confused, unfocused. You see a name tag on his machine. Francis Tully. Hello? Do you know what's happening? No. Vicky, are you alright? Dan? Yeah. Dan, Dan, what? What is this? I don't know. Are we strapped to the tables still? Yeah, you're still strapped to the table, restrained with tubes going into your bodies with needles. There's no liquid in the tubes though, and you're awake. The rest of the subjects are asleep. I, <clears throat> I, I can't, I, I can't stay in here. This is, um, I just, I, I need to get out. I, I need, I need to breathe. Um, uh, Hello, can can someone get me out, please? My name is my name's Francis Francis Tully. Just someone, please. I I I I don't do well in in these sort of situations. Hold on, Francis. I'm not sure what's happening here. How are you? How are you so calm? I just I don't where where I was I was. I was in my house. I, I got myself a spot of tea, uh, orange, uh, a little bit of sweetener. Why am I here? 
Shut up back there. Hey, uh, I, this, this must be some sort of... Shut up! Mistake, please. I, uh, my name's Francis. Uh, uh, Francis, too. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just a youth pastor. Uh, for first light of God uh, to in, 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 in New Jersey. Uh, I, I don't have any money, I, I promise. Uh, uh, hello, can you please come in here? Uh, hello? Both the doctor and his assistant look at you. They are 20 paces away from you. They don't say anything more, but the doctor seems annoyed. The girl, his assistant, a younger girl, maybe 25 years old. The doctor is uh, at least 50, maybe more. They look away. Francis is kind of pushing against uh, the bindings. Uh, he has dirty blonde hair with a little bit of gray in it. Um, it looks like at one point in time he wore glasses. There's uh, kind of the tan lines uh, on the bridge of his nose with darkened skin and bright eyes. Uh, he's sweating, uh, shaking. As he looks at the doctors, he, he, he desperately wants to rub his head. <laughs> Please, uh, Francis? Uh, my name's Francis. Uh, first light. Can can you come over here? Just on on the, the the straps are a little too tight. I I'm not doing well. Please. The doctor walks over to you. He looks down at you. Thank you. And he looks at Dan and Vicky. What did you say? Your straps. They're, they're too tight. I, they're my my wrists. They're too tight. Yes, yes, sir. Thank you. I'm very sorry about that. Uh, do you want me to loosen them? Yes. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Alicia, we got a funny one here. What do you? Mean? <laughs> Please. And why? Why is he awake? This is the new one, isn't it? Yes, Doctor Hall. Oh well, I. <laughs> he can be awake. What? Uh, if you don't shut up, we're gonna put you under. Not in a good way. Listen, I know, I know that I'm the one that you want. You let the, let these people go. Vicky doesn't need to be here. This, this this man doesn't need to be here. He smiles at you, a cruel smile. He seems uh, enjoying himself and seeing you in this position. Please, uh, whatever whatever this is, whatever you're trying to do. Uh, God, God, God is, is, is almighty. He, he has a hand in this and there is compassion, grace, and mercy for you. If you just, just let us go. <laughs> oh, we got a man of God here. Yeah, that's funny. God is dead. No, God is, God is not dead. God is, God is good. God is with me. For God did not give me a spirit of fear, but of, of power, truth, and love. For God did not give me a spirit of fear, for, of power, truth, and love. <laughs> well, you, you can keep each other company a while here while I go and check on the other subjects. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> and he walks away. I, I don't understand. Why Why are you here? Why, who, why, are, why are we here? What's the point of all this? I, 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 I don't know. I, I thought it had something to do with things that I know, but Vicky, are you all right? Are you in pain? I, it hurts a lot, Dan, uh, a lot. I want you all to roll for keep it together. Uh, I got a 13. 16. I also got a 16. Vicky and Dan, you're keeping it together pretty well. It's it's not a fun situation, but Francis, uh, you can choose this position. All right, I I think angry is appropriate. You can lower your stability by one. Francis uh, kind of smacks against the the bindings. This is not right. I I just I, get me the power of God. Just get me out of here. I have ever been your faithful servant lord whatever you have planned for me here today just just let me go i will fast lord i i, I will take out some of the the things that i know that you've looked down upon just let me go i don't belong here and he kind of just starts shaking the table you make a lot of noise and the table uh, is actually moving around a little bit under you. You notice that uh, the tables are on wheels and somehow your break on the table have uh, loosened. Yes, oh yes. My dear brothers and sisters, take, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry. God, thank you. 
thank you. And he'll he'll try to kind of move his his chair over to to Dan uh, so that he can reach out and, and possibly undo his bindings with maybe his teeth or uh, maybe a, a loosened hand. You can roll uh, coolness. All right, I got a ten. You do it, and the the table starts to move towards Dan. But um, after it had moved uh, maybe a feet or two, you feel a sharp pain in your chest and uh, the side when the tubes are stretched out and the needles in you seems to be stuck in you with hooks or something. Ah! And you start there, but you could probably do it, but it hurts like hell. And there are at least 20 other tubes in your body. God, it hurts so bad. What, what can you... I can't... Uh, what are these tubes attached to? Can, can you see? Uh, let me see if I can get mine loose. And I will also try to shake the table around. Act under pressure. That is a 10. You kind of do it just a little bit, but you you notice that your wheels aren't moving freely. The brake is probably on and uh, you make a lot of noise and the doctor is on his way over with Alicia behind him. How much time does it look like we have? Maybe five seconds. (sighs) Oh God. And Francis will do that final push gritting his teeth through the pain. You can you can give me another act under pressure roll. Oh no. <laughs> I got a six. Oh, uh, you make it move a bit and uh, two of the needles are pushed out and you feel your flesh rip <sighs> open when the hook, like a fish hook, leaves your body. <sighs> it hurts really bad and the doctor is next to you. He smiles. Let me out. He brings back your table and uh, you do something to the wheel. Lock the brakes. You take up the two uh, needles with the tubes and uh, you start to poke your wound with one of them. Uh, It hurts like hell. Fuck you! I want you to roll, keep it together. I got a 10. You're probably still angry, right? Yeah. And uh, when he is torturing you with that uh, needle, with a hook, you can lower your stability one more step. You feel tears in your eyes. And he laughs at you. (laughs) Oh, this is gonna be fun. And he pushed the needles into your wounds. One, two. I swear to God, I... God will have his day. I will see you before my feet, bloodied and beaten. I'm sure you will. What do you want? Why are you doing this? Oh, Dan, I want to know things, Dan, that you know. Do you want to tell me what you know? What I want with the other subjects is uh, a different matter. But with you, Dan, I want to know what you know. If you let... (laughs) Let her go and I'll tell you. He walks over to Wiki's table and look at her. You see his eyes. They focus on her breasts body. You feel disgusted when you look at him. Please, Dan, just tell him everything. Dan, I beg you, tell him everything. I want to go home. We got a crier. Hey, hey, look. God damn it. Uh, hey, hey, look, look at me. Look at me. Look. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, uh, um, you know, I, I think we got off on the wrong start. Um, you know, I'm, <laughs> I, this is, this is kind of nice. Uh, as he as he looks at the the doctor, he'll smile through the the sweat and tears, uh, and and try to use uh, charismatic aura to just make him trust in in Francis to to lust after him if, if at all possible. Yeah, you can uh, roll plus soul. Fourteen on the dot. You can choose one option. So yeah, he'll 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 use the um. Cast the stranger's attention. They become curious and approach you. He walks up to your side and he kind of puts his head on the side and look at you. Curious. Yeah, kind of uses his, what a limited movement he has with his head to, to nuzzle his hand. <laughs> See, this is so okay. Francis. Yes. Who are you? I, I'm Francis. I'm a, a youth pastor, New Jersey, uh, Newark. Um... 
you know, it's uh, I just we just got off on the wrong on the wrong spot. You know, if if you need help or anything, uh, I'm good with people. I I won't say anything about what happened here. Uh, if, if anything, this is just kind of nice. Yeah, I I notice. I, I sense something. You're really good with people, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I am. Just let, let me go. You just make me curious. What did you do before you got here? What What's the last thing you remember? I had invited some some of the youth over. Um, we were gonna do a, a, a Bible study, uh, the Song of Solomon, uh, and I was, I was making tea. Uh, orange. It, it was delicious. I want you to roll, observe the situation as you're looking at him. I got a 13. Uh, you get to ask uh, one question as you see his eyes change from human eyes to serpent eyes. They become red and green and his uh, pupil is this serpent-like long pupil, not round. He swallows. Uh, the, the question he wants to know is, is he more enticed by him telling him that he put something in the drink or is he looking for more innocence? You think he's, uh, he's more curious about the tea and what you did and your purpose uh, in a strange way, you think? He may have uh, misunderstood you, but he's curious. I, I put something in it. It's a, uh, it's uh, it's a it's a drug um, of some sort. They, uh, they were they were uh, attractive, and I'm I'm not married. And uh... <laughs> his eyes are back to human now, and he smiles. So you were gonna use them? Are, are you, are you the snake that was in Eden? <laughs> Oh, Francis, you think you can control me? You can't, but I'm curious. We're gonna talk more later. Just leave, leave, leave the others alone. No. No. <laughs> no. No, you listen to me, Satan. By the power <laughs> of the scripture and God's word, you have to listen to me. Oh, this is so much fun. I haven't talked to one of your kind in quite some time. <laughs> oh, this is great. Dan, do you want to tell me something? He walks back to you. I want to know what you saw. Will you let Vicky go? Maybe. That's not good enough. I need Vicky to be out of here. You don't want her. You don't need her. She has no value to you. Victoria, you had a pendant on you. His hand uh, reaches his pocket and he takes your pendant out of his pocket and dangles it in front of you. What's this? Please, please give it back. Yeah, if you tell me it's, what it is. It's my, it's my pendant. Please give it back to me. I need it. Please give it back. I need it. Please give it back to me. Give her back her <laughs> pendant, motherfucker. What are you messing with her for? I might give it back to you if you tell me what it, what it does. It does something. It doesn't do anything. It's just my pen. It's the only thing I have. I need it. Please. Oh, where did you get it? That's my, my dad's, my mom's, my, my family, they, my grandfather's. They, they gave it to me. My grandfather gave it to me. Mm. Who's uh, Anatoly? I don't know who he is. I, I, <laughs> Maybe Dan knows. Do you, Dan? Who's Anatoly? I think I've seen that name before. Listen, if you give her back her pendant and let her walk out of here, I'll tell you everything you want to know. I do know about Anatoly. You're gonna tell me. You're gonna tell me everything you know first. Then I might let her go. He will kill me. He will kill all of us. We're all gonna die. He will just kill us. He doesn't have that power. He can't. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. You're not to going die. to die. He walks up to the table next to you, Francis, the other side of Dan. There's a woman there. She's uh, sedated. When you look at her tubes, you see blue liquid pumping into her body at a slow rate. 
the doctor stands on the other side of her towards you so you see her in front of him he uh, reaches down his hand towards her breasts he caresses them it moves down to her stomach get the fuck away from her and he pushes his hand into her stomach he rips open her flesh blood comes out he takes something out of her you're not sure what it is he throws it on the floor and you see the machine next to her a straight line she's dead fuck francis is going to kind of with the the loosened of the straps try to figure out a way out pushing against it as hard as he can kind of gritting his teeth from from pain suddenly he screams and he starts to run through the line of people he screams no you stupid pig you see Alicia by one of the machines, two tables down from Vicky. She quickly turns around and looks at Dr. Hall, scared, almost in tears. I saw that! You turned it off! Put it back on, now! She turns back. You can see her face. She's so afraid. She reaches for the controls. Don't do it. Don't do it. Dr. Hall takes two quick steps forward and kicks her in the back hard. She's pushed forward into the machine. It rolls a few feet away from the table. The needles are pulled out. A blue liquid sprays around the body on the table and the doctor. The man on the table starts to shake and the doctor screams in rage. Pig! You are a stupid fucking pig! Then he's over her and he starts to change. He grows in front of your eyes. Bulging fat is let loose around his body. He seems to double in mass. His eyes white with red veins pulsating. Gray skin, blue and green veins. A stench fills the room. He picks up Alicia. She struggles to get free. He rips her shirt off. His hand shoots out to the side with a jerk of his wrist. Claws is pushed out from his fingertips. With one motion with his hand, almost elegant, he slits Alicia's left side open. Four cuts over old ones. Stitches are ripped open between the ribs. He throw her down and is over her in a second, sucking her blood from the cuts. She screams, screams and screams. Then silence. She's still. The doctor stands up. Look at you. Blood around his mouth, on his chest. Then his human form is back. But the blood is still there. He laughs. <laughs> and he walks up the stairs. The guards on the ramp haven't moved an inch. And they are still staring straight ahead of them. Dr. Hall leaves through the door. Alicia lies in a large pool of blood. She moves, twitches when she's still again. I want you all to roll keep it together. 11. 15. A 9. The strain is too much for poor Dan. You start to scream. You don't realize that it's you who is screaming at first. And you cry. You panic. You can lower your stability by 2. Vicky, you're kinda in shock and uh, you, you doesn't have to lower your stability at all. But this all makes you almost apathetic. Francis, you can choose a disposition. Uh, definitely guilt-ridden. I should have done more. God damn it! And you can lower your stability one more. You are now alone uh, with the other subjects on the tables and the six guards on the ramp above you. Oh, God. Vicky. Vicky, I'm so sorry. Who, who was she? Why was she involved in this? Why are we involved in this? Maybe there is no reason. No, that's not true. Sometimes there is no reason. I should never come here. The Lord is, is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Fuck your Lord. There's no your there Lord. Has to you be see one. If not, Lord. then what's the point of all this? Then we're fucked. That's the thing. There's no point in oh, me. Oh, no, fuck. no, no. Though I've walked through the valley, we're going to get out of this, okay? That is just... We will not. You fucking see what he did to her. Oh, 
<laughs> Regardless, even after this, we still have a place. We're, we're going to heaven. I promise everyone that. There's only darkness. There's nothing out there. Oh, no, there can't be. I, I, I've done horrible things, and I, I, I need to. God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what I did. This is just my punishment. Oh, fuck this. Uh, Dan starts thrashing as much as he can against his restraints, whatever might be holding him at any location and looking about uh, for any possible weakness to this room or overturn my table. I don't really care if I rip cords or tubes out of my sides at this point. I'm neurotic. There's only one way out of this room and no windows. The guards on the ramp above you, they don't move an inch when Dan starts to do his thing. You're trying to make it move and you you notice that the table is actually very stable. You can make it move over the floor, but it's very hard to get it to fall over and the restraints, they are very tight and you can't move very much, but you start to roll over the floor a bit. Francis, uh, you can also roll for Act Under Pressure. Uh, so I got a 12. Uh, you also make your table move around and it hurts from the wounds in your side that the hooks and needles ripped open before. But uh, you see Dan is almost uh, next to you and uh, several of the needles have actually been ripped out of your body, Dan, but you haven't noticed. Uh, I don't care. Can I get close enough to reach over with my hand to where his hands are fastened? No, it's still uh, a few feet away and uh, you seem to not be able to make the table go that way any longer and Francis have uh, had his table move towards you and seems like a very very hard maneuver to do in your position. Francis looks down at his hand and then kind of closes his eyes and starts to pray. He's just gonna try to break the the thumb uh, as well as the fingers to try to use the blood and the kind of the mush that his hand will become to kind of get through that uh, that leather strap. Yeah, act under pressure. Twelve. Twelve. That's, uh, that's not enough. And you notice one of the guards from the ramp above you. He walks down. He puts his uh, submachine gun uh, on his back. And he moves up to your tables. And he pushes the table back. He doesn't put the needles back into your dance body. He locks the wheels. As uh, he is uh, close to you, you notice that he doesn't have a, a normal face. Uh, they are all dressed in black. It's just now when he comes down that you notice that his face is skinless. He mumbles something with a sharp voice. Dr. Hall have said that if you fall over or try to get loose, we can kill you. And he walks back up again. You know, if you were so strong and powerful, you demonic entity, you would you would face the man of the cloth. He ignores you and he's back up. Let me go and let's do this already. God damn it. Victoria, Alicia start to move. She's up on her knees. She pushes herself up with her arms. Her head is low. Blood drips from her body to the floor. She slowly gets to her feet, stumbles over to her shirt and cover herself up with it. She takes one look at you, then walk towards the stairs, slowly limping in pain, leaving a trail of blood behind her, dripping from her side. She stay a while at the bottom of the stairs, take a few breaths, then she's going up and out. Just as she leaves, the fluorescent lamps above you becomes dim, with more of a yellow glow. The walls shift in color, no longer white and clean, but gray, brown, rusty, dark iron. The metal ramp, the guards, and the door up the stair are gone. The smell of mold, urine, and sweat lies heavy in the air. Electric oses through the air. The nothingness crackles and a rip is seen. For just a moment, a gateway, a dark hole, a pathway to your hidden secrets and fears. Then it's gone. Around you, all the other bodies move, twitch, bend more than what is human 
humanly possible. The sound from their mouth is that of pack of animals, beasts in ecstasy and confusement. The one next to Vicky, a young man, breaks free from the leather straps. The steel breaks. He folds down on the other side of his table. Needles is ripped out of from his body. He scream. Then the room is silent. The light grew even dimmer. The man on the floor lets out a deep, low growl. He stand up with his back to you, six feet from Vicky. As you look his way, Vicky, you see his name, Timothy Stanton, on his machine. He can't be more than 17 years old. I want you to roll keep it together as you see him change in front of your eyes. Well, you can choose a disposition. Scared. Yeah, scared. You can lower your stability by one. Shaken. Shaken, yeah. He grow in size. Spikes are pushed out through his flesh from the inside. He takes a few steps out on the floor and you all see him clearly now. He throw his head up, arms to the side and scream. You feel the anguish and anger from him. Chains shoot down from the ceiling, right through his arms and hands. They string him up, but he pulls them down from above. They become a part of him. He moves to the side. The chains make a horrible sound as they are dragged behind him. He look at the others. He move away from you. You are not sure if he's aware that you are awake. What do you do? Dan? Dan? The creature stops and seems to listen. Then he starts to move again, away from you. Dan, have you seen it to you? I see it, I see it. The creature moves around the room. Just, just, just stay calm, just stay calm, be quiet. He looks at the others, at you. His breathing is heavy. He seems more confused and angry now. He pushes one of the table to the side a bit, growls, then comes over to you. He stops by Francis' table. He grips your leg, looks at you, and grunts. <clears throat> he gets closer to your face. His eyes, still human, peers at you. You hear him say, Not Anatoly. Then he pushes your table to the side, closer to Dan. <sighs> The tables clashes together with a bang. A few of the tubes, the needles are pulled out from your body, Francis. Again, it hurts. Oh, God. Then he pushes the table back towards him and look at you again. Not Anatoly. He starts to move between the other tables again, looking more confused and angry. It's Anatoly. Dan? Just hang on, Francis. Uh, I don't... Anatoly is, is, is he's some big Dan. Oh, Jesus Christ. What do you want? I know where Anatoly is. Let these guys go. Let them go. Set them free. Suddenly, the electric feeling in the air is back. The creature walks towards you, Dan. In the middle of the room, a black rift opens up again. But this time, there is only blackness. The creature stop. Look at you, Dan. Not Anatoly. He starts to move against the rift, slowly, cautiously. Then he growls as he peers into it. Shagidiel, Anatoly, death. He enters the rift and he's gone. What's going on? What is that? The rift is gone. I, I have no fucking clue. This is, this is ridiculous. Vicky, are you all right? His name was Tim. It said that his name was Tim. It was written there and he was so young and then he became this and are we going to become with Tim? No, no, no. I don't want to be that thing. No, I'm a, I will get you out of here. They they want to know who, they want to know about this Anatoly. He's he's, he's got to come back and ask. I don't remember who he is. I'm sorry, Dad. I don't remember. Oh no, I remember. I remember bits and pieces. He's some. He's a leader of like in Russia. He worked my dad. I was with my dad. What? <laughs> we we gotta get out of here. Us. Damn it! We gotta try again, Dan. I just don't know what else to do. No, yeah. I'll continue to struggle against the restraints. You feel that it's uh, it's pointless. You are weak 
and uh, tired. You start to feel sleepy, but at the same time you're, you're almost uh, in panic. Victoria, I want you to roll 2d10 for your depression. It's 16. You remain in control. <sighs> okay, um, so who are you two? What do you remember last time before you were here? I was uh, in uh, uh, a mental hospital. Oh. And before that, I worked on the computer, worked for the government. Why were you at a mental hospital? Well, that's, that's a really fucking good question, Francis, because I don't really know. Um, other than the fact that I am apparently going crazy. And to be honest with you, I'm not even 100% certain that any of this is really happening. To be honest, I'm not even certain that either two of you are even really here at this moment. And was it Vicky? Is that your name? Yeah. 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 Well, what do you remember? I was visiting Dan. I didn't like the doctor at all. He was giving things to Dan. He didn't know what ha- is happening to Dan. And he just said he, he still treats him. And then I went to my own doctor. And uh, then I went home. And then I was drinking. And then... So you you know Dan? Oh, of course I know Dan. How? He's like my brother. On each other a long time. Do you know anything about this, Anatoly? Because that seems to be the only odd connection about me and Vicky that I was unaware of. I'm, I'm I don't know. I, I'm, I'm really a nobody. Yeah, we're nobodies too, Francis. That's the point. I, I guess if we're gonna possibly die together, I, I don't know. I, I keep thinking of something symbolic and and beautiful that. But I, I can't think of anything right now. Fucking hell. We're gonna die here, Vicky. It said we're not gonna die now. You see that we're gonna die. What? Don't don't tell her that shit. This is this is this has gotta be in my fucking head. This has gotta be in my head. I need my pendant. If I can get my pendant back, everything will be fine. I'm probably just sleeping. I need my pendant back. We'll get it back, Vicky. We'll get it back. The, the only rational explanation for all of this is, is that this is hell. Well, if that's the case, Francis, then uh, I don't know what to tell you, Francis. I really don't. I already thought I was in hell. So, you know, one level deeper. But you got to keep it together, man. You got to stay calm. I, I, Vicky is important to me, and I don't want you making her panic any more than this situation is already at. Vicky, can you, can you, are your wrists, have you, see if you can move your wrists or squeeze anything out or. I try to a little bit um, tug on my uh, hands and uh, these cuffs, which are like tied around my wrists to see if uh, I would be able to like slip out or something, but I'm not doing it like harshly, right? I'm doing it gently because I'm afraid of the pain. You're just uh, shaking it uh, a bit. They are really tight. Uh, you can roll, act under pressure if you if you want to. Mm. I actually so recall in my mind uh, one sentence which Dan said that maybe this is not actually happening and this is not real. So instead of trying to tug even more harsh or like harsher on the things which tie me, I actually try to close my eyes and um, I try to remember what we learned uh, back in school about the acting when you feel like you're under the pressure and how, how you have to stabilize your breathing. And I want to stabilize my breathing, close my eyes, and I want to start imagining me that I'm not here, not in this room. I am in my bed and I'm not tied and my hands are light as feathers and I can rise them and that, you know, my body is not hurting. I don't have any tubes. I try to put myself in a different position and uh, then I tr- want to try and like rise my hands. I want you to roll soul. It's 10. 10. Nothing changes and you, you are still trapped. Darkness suddenly fills the room, becomes uh, pitch black for all of you. Then it slowly changes back. Back to the clean, large room with white walls, guards and Dr. Hall. He stands by the table next to Vicky. He looks down at Timothy, his body. He didn't make it, he mutters. Alicia on the other side. Put those three back on the serum. He looks at you, smiles again. His eyes 
fixate on your breasts, Wiki. For just a moment, then he look away. Alicia gives him a dirty look that he never notice. She comes up to you, Vicky. Sadness in her eyes and anger. The doctor walks up the stairs and leave you alone with her and the guards. I, I, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Vicky. Please, please help us. H- help us and, and let us help you, please. Uh, I don't, you don't have to do anything of that. I don't know how. I'm so sorry. I, ha- I have to. I have to put you under. Please, no. Please go and help Dan, untie Dan, and another boy. And please, we will be four, and he's all by himself. Uh, I can't. I can't do that. I'm sorry. You can. You can. I just saw what you did. No, he's gonna. He's gonna I just kill me. Saw you dead, and you are here back again. This is not real. Please, you can. It's real. It's real. I can't. I can't. Loosen my wrists. Loosen my wrists. I'll take care of the rest. Look, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm a man of God. Just let me go. It's all right. I can help you. No, I, I, I can't. I can't. He, he's a lictor. There is nothing above God. I promise you that. And he, he, he just wants more and more. And what are we supposed to do? He, I, I think. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm. Listen, gonna you do. idiot! Just look. Just come over here and undo I'm my sorry. wrists, and then go home or go wherever you want. Uh, I can't go home. You walk out the front door. I can't. I can't. No, Shagidiel sees us all the time. He's a death angel. Doctor Hall should serve the Archons, or at least one of them. He doesn't anymore. He serves Death Angel, Shagidiel. If there's a front door on this place, we're walking out of it. So undo us and we'll worry about what they see after they see it. Okay, okay. Can I go with you, please? Yeah, uh, yeah, he, of course. He, he has my sister. He's gonna kill my sister. No. Well, if we can, we'll do something about that too. Yeah, we we have to we have to get Julia, my sister. Is she here? Yeah, she's she's upstairs in the asylum. Ah, shit. The door opens. I told you to put them under again. Dr. Hall's voice can be heard from above. He's on his way down the stairs. Alicia looks down at her feet. Yes, Dr. Hall. She avoids to look at you. You hear her mumble. Sorry. Sorry. As she works the machines. They have talked. Now they might end up together and tell us their secrets. Dr. Hall is now at your feet. His eyes never leave Dan. He smiles. That fucking smile. Blue liquid flows through the tubes into your bodies. You feel strange, afraid. You hear screams. It's you. All three of you scream. Screams that chill the bones. Everything goes black. We enter a new scene somewhere else. A desert highway. It's night. A clear night. The stars shine and the moon is bright. It's a full moon. Fresh air. You have comfortable clothes on and you feel full as if you just had a meal. You have no wounds or injuries, but you remember everything. Dan, Vicky and Francis. You stand in the middle of a highway looking at each other. You have no equipment, no car, and there's only desert around you. What do you do and can you describe your clothes? Vicky, you have your pendant. When I realize that my pendant is back, I immediately grasp it and uh, not let it go. Like my hand just grabs it tighter and tighter and tighter. Francis um, is looking around curiously, rubbing his head. His hair is is swept back. Um, He is uh, wearing a a t-shirt with a jacket over it. The t-shirt has... uh, a lake upon it, uh, kind of reminiscent of old youth camps. His jacket uh, is a khaki worn uh, thing with uh, a couple of threads that are loose. Um, he has a uh, the fish pendant on it, uh, as well as a cross. His jeans are uh, tattered in, in some places, but other than that, he, he kind of just looks like a a very unassuming uh, American. 
Dan's dressed in his typical work clothes, his blue slacks, uh, dress shoes, a button-up shirt, and a blazer. Messy, parted brown hair with some flecks of gray in it. Um, looks like it needed to be cut about two weeks ago. Um, I'm quite nervous about being in the middle of the desert in the middle of the night, especially with no shelter in sight because I've seen things in the desert before and um, before I start to panic and instill panic in my associates here, I'm going to uh, say we need to start moving. Uh. And we need to walk. Do I see any sort of light on the horizon in either direction at the end of the highway in the night? No. The only source of light is the stars and the moon. There's no sign of any cars or lights, no buildings. It's just desert and the highway. Uh, it's that highway, Dan. Did, did we dream that? Dream what? 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 The tables, fluorescent lights... Yeah, no, I, I don't know if it's a dream, man, but this has been going on to me for a minute, so welcome to the show. All I know is this, there are some monsters out here that are um, not as uh, susceptible to conversation, so we need to, like, keep moving. Vicky, come, come on, come up here, and I'm going to take Vicky's hand and make sure she is... Um, right next to me and we're going to start walking down the road when you take uh, Ricky's hand um, uh, sh I immediately try to hug you and uh, kind of panickingly just say I'm so sorry dad I'm so sorry dad I'm so sorry that I didn't believe you I thought that you're just crazy I really thought that you're just crazy I didn't believe you I came home and I didn't no, believe no, no, you I'm no, so it's sorry, okay dad. it's I'm okay so it's sorry. okay Please don't forgive no, 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 no. me dad it's okay don't worry about it. You didn't know. I told you. I told you you couldn't know. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Well, listen, we, we got to move. Um, I, I don't know how safe we are out here. I, there was a gas station last time I was here, and I don't see no lights. I don't see no gas station. So that's not good because if the same things that were here last time I was out here in the desert, and if they're here now, um, we just got to move. So... Uh, you got your pendant. That's good. You hold on to it tight. Hold on to me tight with the other hand, and let's go. And we're gonna we're gonna walk. Come on, Francis. We gotta move, buddy. Does anyone have any uh, like a cell phone or something? Yeah, I mean, if it's the regular things that we have, uh, Francis would would have a Bible, uh, uh, his phone, uh, keys to his car. So he's kind of checking his pockets and, and flips open the the phone and tries to dial nine one one. Yeah, you dial 911. Uh, I want you to roll uh, soul, see through the illusion as you do that. 13. Someone uh, is answering after a few signals. You hear. Hello? Hey, this is Francis. Francis Tooley. I'm, I'm in the desert. Can you, can you lock on to my cell phone signal? Hello? God. And it's cut off. Damn it. Ugh. No cell phone signal. Maybe um, maybe if we get on top of a mountain or something? Uh, he's kind of looking around. Gosh, damn it. I don't, we don't want to go wandering off too far around from here. I don't even feel safe on the road. Well, hopefully someone comes by and, and we can hitch a ride, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Last time I was out here, some guy told me it was his road, and that guy wasn't too pleasant. And the next time I saw that guy, he was getting his face eaten out by some other okay. dog thing. What's happening here? And, um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's a really good question, Francis. Really good fucking question. Well, you, you seem to know. You, you're here. You, you've been through this before. What is happening? All right. We can talk and walk at the same time. Listen... Uh, there was a whole bunch of stuff happening to me, Francis, and the last thing I knew, I was in a mental institution, and, and poor Vicky here was with me, and she's apologizing for the fact that she was there and not believing my wild and cooked up crazy story about uh, just appearing in the middle of the desert and there being 
monsters and terrible shit there. So I don't really know what to tell you, but it's a crazy world and um, it might shake your faith just a little bit. But if this is where I was last time in the desert on a highway in the middle of the night, then we have more pressing things to worry about. And that is to find shelter. All right. Um, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, let's go. Come on. And Dan's, his mental state is not too good. So his eyes are wide. And when he talks, uh, he squeezes your hand pretty tight, Vicky. And his other hand is sort of, you know, always constantly rustling through his hair and tugging at his pants. And, but yeah, always, always trying to keep motion down the road. I actually would try to withdraw my hand from yours for a moment. Uh, if needed, I will use my own strength to do that. Because uh, in in case I succeed, I would like to search my own shoulder bag and search for this small bottle of my tablets. And uh, I would like to drink this time two of my antidepressant. It's all there. You do that and uh, you walk uh, almost an hour and nothing changes. As you look around, the desert seems the same. It doesn't change at all. It becomes darker and the stars are gone. You're not sure when they disappeared. The road becomes uh, rough. Cracks begin to form. The lines fade away and there's just a hint of them after a while. You hear something roar in the distance. Uh, something big. What do you do? Dan, what, the, what is that? I, I don't know. How do you not know? Dan? You've been here before, right? I've seen a few things. But I don't know what they are because... Um, uh, shit you don't learn about in school, man. Just stay close, Vicky. Just stay close and be ready to run if you need to. Can I locate where that sound might be coming from, direction-wise? Can uh, roll perception if you want. 15 plus 2, 15. Uh, you can ask two questions. What is my best way through this? To get away from the, the sound. But uh, I can tell you that the, the sound, the growl, the roar, it, you feel like it's around you. You can't really sense a direction. What can I use to my advantage? In this situation, the others. But that's probably not what you want to do. Okay. Um, while we are still walking, I'm going to pick up the pace and sort of keep my eye out on the road for a chunk of rock that I can pick up. And um, I'm just, my goal is just to keep going. If I get any sense of the sound coming from any particular direction, then I will start moving in the opposite direction of that sound. And what is going on? What is this sound? What is going on? You hear this roar now and again, uh, but you're, you never know where it comes from. And you, you find a few uh, rocks and even a few sticks if you want to pick them up. After maybe half an hour, you see a shed next to the road, maybe a hundred feet in front of you. It looks like a garden shed or something. And there is a light pole next to it. It's not, uh, it's not, uh, it's, there's no light from the light pole. Do you see that building? Let's go there. Is that our best bet? It's better than being out in the open. All right. I mean, Dan, I, you know about this more than me, so go. I, I got your back. There's no window, just a door. When you come closer, you see that shed is uh, five paces wide and three paces uh, deep. You see an old wooden door with a leather strap. Yeah, no windows is good for me. Check the door. Does it... Is it open? Yeah, it's open outwards towards you. And at the same time, you all see a shadow at the horizon, enormous, more than a hundred feet high and as wide as a house. It lifts his head, another roar. <laughs> then it starts to move your way. It's maybe half a mile away or less. It's hard to say. When you open the door, a stench hits you in the face. A rotten stench. 
sweet like rotten meat. It's dark inside. You walk in. So we're okay for now. I, I don't know. Get in, get in, come on, come on. Get in, get in, get in, get in, get in, get in, get inside. Uh, I, 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 I flip open my phone and I use it as a light to look her around and see if there's anything I could barricade the door with. As you shine the light inside the shed, it's just one room and uh, there are piles of bodies, rotten human bodies, naked, 10 or 15 of them. Some uh, mutilated, hands and arms cut away from some, maybe sold off. All the bodies are headless. There's no head anywhere. And the smell is extremely hard to take in. What the fuck? Oh, God. Okay. Uh, uh, Dad, help me. And he kind of puts a a hand on the wall and, like, throws up. (coughs) Gotta move those bodies in front of the door. Oh, God. (coughs) Oh, my God. You all helping? No, I I move towards the corner, the forest corner of the room, and just you know, kind of backwards, like looking at what the bo- like men are doing, and uh, until I like basically bump with my back to the to, to, to the wall, and then then I slide down, just sit down, and uh, I wrap my arms around my legs as I press them to my chest, and with one of my hands, I start like again tightly grasping on my pendant. I close my my eyes and I just whisper everything will be alright, everything will be alright everything will be alright everything will be alright Dan, what are you doing? I'm actually going to go to Francis and pull him away from the bodies and sort of just try to calm him down uh, with even a wild look in my eyes uh, Francis did you see the size of that thing? Yeah. If it wants us out of here, it's just going to take the building away from around us. Let's just be quiet and hope. Okay. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. Oh, maybe it'll pass by. I can't die. And, and, and like, Francis will, will, will get on the ground and start crawling towards the body and, and push his way into the, the corpses. I can't, I can't die. I can't die. I can't die. Oh, God. I'm going to tell him, shh, and I'm going back over to um, be beside Vicky. Can't I, can't I, can't I, God, God, please, God, please, God, please, God, please, God, please, God. Oh, God. It's silent. Just uh, over the shed, you hear. Please, God, please, God, please, God. Oh, my God. The walls start to push in towards you. They kind of bend inwards. And it all breaks around you. And something lifts the shed up. You notice that you are on a dirt floor. And above you, this uh, large creature kind of looks like a, a troll or something from the children's fairy tales. But it's human and dirty, large, naked. It looks down at you. It's larger than a hundred feet. It's uh, it's as tall as a large building and as wide as a family's house. A hand comes down towards you slowly. What do you do? I wrap my arms around Vicky and try to shield her from anything that is coming. If it gets a hold of us, I can at least let her go and let it take me. When the hand is uh, almost down at you, the ground starts to rumble. The darkness around you can almost be felt as a weight up on your soles. The ground cracks and it opens up and you almost fall. Then you are thrown back as it shoots up the ground. Stones, sand and asphalt cascades around you. The big creature falls backward away from you with a... You start to glide down towards the edge, a hole. As you glide closer, you see the bottom. Over 200 feet down, sharp rocks, fires. You see nothing you can grip, only each other. What do you do? Hold on, Vicky. Hold on. We're sliding? Yeah. With nothing to grip? Each other. If I can get a hold of him and pull all three of us together as we go down, I will. Uh, you can You can roll. Uh, uh, let's make it a reflex roll this time. 
An eight, no, a seven, two, nine, uh, ten, eleven. Eleven. You don't uh, get a hold of Francis, uh, but you, uh, you and Vicky hold each other, and uh, Francis go over the edge as uh, Dan and Vicky goes over the edge. Uh, just a second after Francis, you get a hold of the edge with one of your hands, Dan, and you hang there as you see Francis fall down. And he's uh, crushed on the rocks. You see blood spray around him. And you heard him scream on the way down. And you feel your fingers slip. No, no, no. They're slipping. Um, I'm going to lift Vicky and just with whatever strength and adrenaline I have in my body, I'm to toss her back up. That's a really hard one. But you can roll act under pressure. A nine act under pressure is minus oh eight. You, you make a move to almost throw her up and grip her so that you can do that. And when you do that, your hand slips and you are both in mid air. You fall. You fall through the air, screaming, and you hit the rocks. You feel your body shatter. You land just uh, next to Francis. And when you land, it's really strange because you are not dead, but your bodies are completely crushed. There's blood everywhere. Your limbs, arms and legs are bent the wrong way. Your heads are crushed. Francis looks at you and you hear him. kind of bubbling from him. Then everything goes black. You all wake up. You are back on the steel tables, alive. I want you all to roll, keep it together. Well, 14 this time. 12. Uh, you can all choose a disposition. Oh God, sad. I think at this point, I'm starting to get pretty pissed off. I would uh, go for guilt ridden right now and uh, my stability moves to distress. You all uh, can lower your stability by one. Your bodies aren't crushed. There are a lot of voices around you. All the other subjects seems to be awake as well. You can't make out much. It's mostly cries and moans. Some call out for help or question why they are there. Dr. Hall looks around. He spread out his arms, smiles. My children, you will soon be rewarded for your sacrifice. Some of you show great promise, but most will die. But fear not, even if you die, you will have a part to play, an important part. You will never be forgotten, and you will live on within the Exalted. He comes up to you, Dan. I will need help with you, though. He touches your head. It's time to call in the specialist. Hey everyone, I just wanted to throw a quick shout out to our good friend Mitchell from Helmgast. You can find him at Penny for a Tail on your social medias. Thanks Mitchell for coming and playing Francis in this episode. It was so much fun and you were so good. Thank you for listening to The Experiment, a Cult Divinity Lost actual play podcast from TTRP Theater featuring Peter Samuelson, Minta Krikomi, and myself, Curtis Wilkins. The game, Cult Divinity Lost, is produced by Homecast. Music used in this episode is thanks to Koak and Incompetech. Find our other stories live on Twitch or later on YouTube. Podcasts are available on multiple platforms. If you like what you heard today and would like to help support and improve TTRP Theater, visit our Patreon page today. Benefits start for as little as $1. Thanks again from Minta. Peter, and myself, and all of us here at TTRP Theatre.